Welcome to another episode of Go-To-Market Fridays. My name is Anup Kumar, and today we'll be talking about B2B SaaS growth. I haven't been podcasting for a while now, so this will likely be a longer podcast than the usual five-minute podcast. But I promise you, it will be interesting and uh, I'll talk about some interesting ways to kind of look at B2B SaaS growth. When companies start out thinking about B2B SaaS growth, they're usually confused about where to start. Should I go down the path of product-led growth? Should I hire a VP of sales? and think about doing product-led sales? Should I look at community-led growth or maybe a marketplace? Should I do account-based marketing or establish partnerships and channel partner programs and approach sales through them? I tend to see that companies try to do all of it at the same time, and they're not very sure of what fails and what works. I would highly encourage looking at growth in terms of five phases. The first phase would really be product market fit. We talked extensively about this in in the first podcast, but I would say, instead of focusing on every customer that's out there, hyper-target your customers. Build a community of co-creators. Find the product market fit and explore use cases, product designs, pricing within this community. Build your MVP for this community and try to get 10 to 20 solid paying customers and onboard them. How do you evaluate if you are successful in this phase? I would say avoid complicated metrics. Run a simple survey and find out how disappointed your users would be if your product did not exist. If 40% of them come back and say they would be very disappointed, you have a product market fit you can move on to the next phase, which is phase two. Don't jump and hire your VP of sales yet. We're not there. Phase two is really about product-led growth flywheel. And I specifically use the term flywheel because flywheel is in in contrast to a funnel, a self-amplifying system. In this phase, you need to do a few key things which is one, you need to build a self-service user onboarding. Let the users come on board onto your SaaS tool without having to reach out by sending an email or an invitation. It's, as it states, a self-service onboarding process. Implement a freemium or a free trial option because not everyone wants to pay upfront for a tool that they don't know. And this is also a good way for you to find out on when do they stop using and why do they stop using it. Add 
sharing and collaborative features let them invite others and you know let let them collaborate using slack or discord and and try to build that community add features like referral features let customers refer each other because that's the way to grow and like i said it's a flywheel so you have to try to leverage the flywheel mechanism to grow in this phase establish a customer success team and let them then the key role is really going to be onboarding and making sure that the customers are successful using your platform implement a customer data platform in this journey you know you want to understand every step all the way from onboarding to you know where they are using the features why they are using the features and what features are they not using your community users will refer to your products to peers and you know who sign up on your website and onboard themselves all without having human intervention that's really phase 2 and once you kind of achieve that phase you can move on to phase 3 and this is really the product led sales uh, phase don't go hire your vp yet vp of sales yet you're not ready that's coming in the next phase here in this phase which is the product led sales you're really defining product qualified leads what is a product qualified leads it's typically a combination of number of times the users have returned to the product to the number of features that they have tested and three how soon after signing does the user try out these additional features establish an inside sales team and this is not a sales team quota carrying sales team but it's an inside sales team that is really used for demand gen that would do cold calls that would be the actual human person who will interact with the customer when someone goes on to your website and says i want to know more it's not a bot that answers and responds to to your customers add enterprise grade features in this phase you know think of adding things like security improved security single sign on sla support audit logging and make sure you let your customers know about all this this phase is really kind of the intermediary between you transitioning from a product led growth phase to an actual sales phase and this is phase 3 and once you're done with phase 3 you now move on to phase 4 which is field sales amplifier phase this is the phase where you can go now go out and hire your vp of sales in this phase you'd be implementing account based marketing uh, you know abm in short typically means you know your abm really monitors the purchase intent of your key accounts before they even go to your website Uh, once you have the vp of sales you would start establishing your field sales team you would start defining territories you would define the sales comp plan you know think of establishing comp plans like for example a bd where you could have a 100 comp plan where it's really kpi based compensation you could hire a sales plan with a 60 40 same sales plan where 60% is based and 40% is based on commissions and then you'd have accelerators on top of it you could even hire hunter roles where it's more of a 30 70 split i have even seen companies that do like a 20 80 split where 30% or 20% is the base component 
and 70% is the commissions. And there are people who are really interested in, in, in this type of a role, even though the base is really low, especially if you have a strong product. It's a great way for you to acquire new customers. Start building out private pricing mechanisms and enterprise agreements. This is really the phase where you're going to be doing multi-million dollar deals and you're going to be dropping prices. You're going to be reducing and giving discounts. You know, Don't be surprised if you end up giving an 80% discount to customers in, in this phase. This is the time for you to establish top-line growth and massive ARRs. Once you're kind of done with this phase, and in reality, you're never done with this phase. Um, let's be clear, right? This is a phase that you're going to continue on forever. But once you kind of feel mature in this phase, move on to the last phase, which is phase five, which is building the partner ecosystem. This is really the most interesting phase, in my opinion. Um, not every company gets here, but once you get here, this is when you see 10x growth in your in your overall ecosystem. Use indirect channel partners. In an ideal world, channel partners should contribute to at least 40% of your overall revenues. And in regions like Asia, they should be contributing 70% of your revenue. That's when you've known, that's when you know that you're really successful in this phase. And you really need to figure out what type of partners. You know, you can't go after every partner persona from day one. You need to think about, you know, are you going to go after value-added resellers who are going to resell your product? Are you going to go after OEMs and white labelers who will essentially white label your service and sell it as their own service? Are you going to go after ISVs, independent software vendors, who will integrate and then provide additional services on top of your product uh, to your customers? Or are you going to go after system integrators like the Wipros and the TCSs and the PWCs of the world? By the way, system integrators are again known for signing and doing multi-million dollar deals. They are not interested in doing small deals, so they can be a really big leverage for you to, to sign really large deals. Are you going to go after marketplaces like the AWS, Microsoft, Google Marketplace? You know, pick the top ones. Don't go after every marketplace vendor that's out there. Pick the ones that are really important to you. And most importantly, start establishing a channel sales team. This is the time where you start thinking about building out the channel sales team, similar to how you built out your field sales team. Start hiring a VP of channels and you know have, uh, have them run all of the channel sales and build out a comp structure, which is very similar to that of a sales team. I'll talk a lot more about phase five in the next podcast, really about the channel partner and the channel ecosystem. But for now, I would say, I would want to conclude by saying very simple, just remember three things. One, don't try to do everything at the same time. Establish really simple metrics that you can measure to move from one phase to the other. And three, don't go out hiring a VP of sales on day one. You need to mature yourself, get through the first three phases before you can go and hire your VP of sales. With that, I want to conclude this episode. I know we've gone long, close to 11 minutes, but uh, thank you very much for listening and uh, speak to you next time.